Okay, so today on the Journey So Far podcast, I'm your host, Roman, and today we're going to talk about the 2008 financial crisis explained. The, the 2008 financial crisis, aka the Great Recession, all that became something so big and absurd that to me, it's just so crazy how the whole thing really played out. I'm just so mind-boggled with between everything that happened and the older events i'm going to try to make it as simple as um and easy to follow so without further ado let's begin so around the early 2000s people were obsessed with the belief that houses were the best investments you ever make and it was this american dream to own a home um everyone heard the term your house was your best investment house prices were soaring for the longest and this idea just wrapped into people's mind just and it just got completely out of hand the values of the houses will continue to soar no matter what at least that's what people thought so in the beginning former chairman of the Federal Reserve, Alan Greenspan, noted that the interest rates will be uh, roughly around 1%. However, investors weren't really satisfied with the 1% return that they were gaining. So what exactly did they do? They went around it and turned their interest into mortgages, which mortgages is basically a piece of paper when you first buy a house you have to pay um your mortgage monthly so here's how it worked basically the small lenders like the small banks would borrow money from the big banks like chase and morgan stanley and stuff and then the small banks or the small lenders would then use the money they had borrowed to buy a load of loans, a lot of loans, and then pay back the debt with the banks once they sold the loans to Wall Street, to investors. They did this, and they got super rich. When repeated this, when when they repeated this over and over, um, they figured out that people who bought these houses were already all qualified and that they were they weren't any more homeowners so they were addicted to this uh they were getting super rich they were just uh, buying a bunch of loans and taking advantage of these mortgage houses until you know guess what nobody is there to there is no more how uh people to really sell to anymore so now this happened um they investors just wanted more mortgage backed securities with mortgage backed securities are basically made a bunch of are just basically made of a, from a bunch of loans in this case they had to find more people so each month they would get so like each month in order to find no homeowners they would lower the standards of buying a house first there was something called income verified assets loans which were able which were able to uh prove that you had money 
in in the bank and and that you have to state your income that was it then a couple months later you would have what they would call stated income stated assets basically you had to state what you make and then state the money you had in your bank account then they would call someone i think an accountant and he will she he or she would verify quote unquote verify that they that the amount of money you make is possible that was it pretty easy enough then the standards got lower there was i mean to be honest now thinking about it there was different ways where you could have approached this but no they dealed not to really verify anything the number one reason for the crash was because of greed honestly investors banks brokers all could have left the system alone and they could try to find a way and find but they didn't they just sold it to random people that would eventually default on their loans meaning default meaning just not being able to pay their loans back they just found incredible law homeowners but anyways let's continue um so after the stated income stated assets you would have something that's called no income verified assets this would basically require to just state they had a certain amount of money in a bank uh that's it and it got lower so the last one is no income no assets you didn't have to state anything you just had to have a credit score p.s they even had dead people approved for mortgages yeah kind of crazy i mean pretty crazy um but along the way in 2006 and early before the crash people knew about the poor credibility and the fraud for example i'm gonna read you guys a in the document of the government uh document about the 2008 recession I'm going to read you about it. So, for example, on page 11, Gil Burks, president and CEO of Nevada Fair Housing, Inc., a Las Vegas-based rectally to Greenspan um, Vegas housing clinic, told the commission she and other groups to, took their concerns directly to Greenspan at this time, describing to him in person what she is called the metamorphosis in the leading industry. She told them that besides predatory lending practices such as flipping loans or misinforming seniors about reverse mortgages, she also witnessed examples of growing sloppiness in paperwork, not crediting payments appropriately or miscalculating accounts. Meaning that she tried to tell Mr. Greenspan about it or Greenspan about it, but uh, about the sloppiness of paperwork. 
And another example would be, and I'll read you, Ed Parker, the former head of AmeriQuest Mortgage Fraud Investigations Department, told the commission that he detected fraud at the company within one month of starting his job there in 2003. But senior management did nothing with the reports he sent. He heard that other departments were complaining. He, quote-unquote, looked too much into the loans. In November 2005, he was downgraded from the manager to supervisor and then was laid off in May 2006. And wow, that's just wow. They, quote-unquote, looked too much into the loans. That is some something... That is just some shady business right there. That's definitely some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, and they just let him off, laid him off. They, he knew it was making sense, and they didn't want him to find out. So they they fired him or laid him off. Um, and then one more person um knew that this about the transaction. So Captree began began calling lenders to tell them what he found what he had found but to his shock they did not seem to care he finally reached one quality assurance officer at Vermont investment and loan the nation's eighth largest subprime lender quote unquote don't put your nose where it doesn't belong he was told and Capture took his story to state law enforcement officials and to the federal bureau of investigation I was screaming at the top of my lungs quote he said he grew inf- infuriated at the slow pace of enforcement and at prosecutors' lack of response to a problem that was right weakening inco- economic havoc in Bakersfield. So you have many, many pe- people who already knew about this fraud. Like, this, this reaction and, and behavior was so crazy because they all knew along they could have prevented this. Madness way back in 2006, two years before the crash. But they were just getting ignored. They were getting ignored. And officials didn't care since, well, they just got, ri- they just got rich, really rich. Um, but anyways, let's continue. Brokers didn't worry about the loans. Whether the loans were good because it was supposed to be some someone else's problem meaning small banks passed the loans big bank and to big banks and then investors so it didn't really matter to them well so they thought then they created cdos meaning collateralized debt obligations since it mortgage-backed securities were made of thousands of different mortgages cdos were put together divided into three slices categorized as risky decent and not risky essentially it was what people called them a quote pool of pools so fast forward everyone's making money getting super rich strip clubs bars vacation homes um fancy cars all that good stuff they were there was people who Tried warning and others didn't care. Again, it ties back to one simple cause. Greed. Now, this part this part is the turning point. 
people defaulted on their mortgages because they couldn't afford them anymore. So what does this mean? Well, the housing prices began to de- devalue because more, uh, because there was more houses in the market with no buyers. That just drives the price down. Some people actually uh, acquired what was called home equity lines of credit, which was loans that people used in order to pay back their mortgage. So it was basically paying loans with loans. Debt to pay back their debt. When I saw that, I began to think, what are we doing to this country? We're literally digging deeper into the hole. They're, they they, would get loans to pay back their loans. And that's just, wow. So, since the company has borrowed millions of dollars to buy loans, they couldn't sell. Nobody wanted to buy anything. Not the banks, not the investors. Not the lenders, not the bro, and the brokers couldn't find any more people. They barely had any of their own capital because they were highly leveraged. And eventually, the whole thing came crashing down. And eventually, they defaulted on their loans. The big banks defaulted on their own loans. Like Lehman Brothers, Bear Bear Stearns, people were just out of homes, unemployment, everything came crashing down. So, how does the U.S. react? Well, on October 3rd, 2008, Congress and President Bush signed what is called TARP, the Troubled Assets Relief Program, and established 700 billion dollars to help stabilize the economy basically nobody went to jail surprisingly there was just a a court meeting and stuff but at the end of the day everyone left rich and the public really got the most out of it because of course everyone got infected but it's been it's been tragic the whole thing is just crazy when i first read about it this uh, i'm thinking to myself wow america wall street is something else i was so shocked about everything so the that's what basically happened in a nutshell in a nutshell obviously the economy um recovered Hopefully people recovered and if not there's probably still recovering, I'm not sure. But everything just came crashing down. But now we're at the top of the we're at an all time high. The market's at an all time high. To me I'm I'm thinking just when is the one is this gonna crash? When is this gonna crash? When is this gonna crash? I'm not nervous. I'm definitely not nervous about it. It's more like, well, this is time, time is it's time to experience some, some opportunity here. Crash, markets crash opportunity. You already know, guys. So I'm thinking, 
um, when is this gonna crash? I want to experience already. Do I do I care if I lose money? A little bit, but it's not. You know, whatever. Um, I was gonna say something, but the whole thing was just a mess. The whole, the whole financial crisis is just a mess. Anyways, you guys can find this in the financial crisis, um, in Curry Report, the federal government. Um, posted some posted uh, a whole document about it. You guys can also check uh, YouTube. Couple um, there's a couple videos out there explaining um, probably better than I can. But this is just basically what I've interpreted everything that I've researched and stuff. Um, but anyways, I hope you guys got the idea of how the economy collapsed in 2008 because, um. It's really something else when you really look into what exactly happened and, and everyone, how everyone reacted, people tried to stop it, no one cared, and everyone got rich, and it's just the, the people were getting lied to, and the people were also lying, um, but apparently, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not sure about this, but I've seen that the, I heard, I read somewhere that the banks are doing it again. However, they're doing it. They're doing it with car loans, and not sure about that. But who knows when the next market collapses? Waiting on it. It's gonna be crazy. Apparently, it's two thousand twenty. People are saying two thousand twenty. The whole thing's gonna come down. I don't know. I don't know. But whatever. Who cares? Um, anyways, guys, thank thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, I bring I brought value to you, and hopefully, you guys can really understand um more about the crisis. So, thank you, guys.